The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week and get ready for this season with 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews today. And the free roll football contest is back, and it is better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand-new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb probably the only two people in the entire field that did not wreck out of this weekend's races it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he is cody zeeb his car still running i am rod via gomez and i'm four laps down welcome to the show man buddy uh did you get to catch your breath at all this weekend dude no holy <laughs> heck every week dude both races Saturday. I mean, the last 10, 15 laps of that race, absolutely freaking incredible. And then Sunday, all night was so eventful. And so many things happened. So much craziness. 17 winners we have now, Rod. 17. And we still have nine races left. And there's still big names that haven't won races. Man. Feel it's like been a hell of a season. I feel like Marcus Aurelius just walking around. Are you not entertained? Like literally, this is probably and and say what you will. I, I, there's probably some NASCAR purists out there that are still clutching their pearls, just really lamenting the fact that this has been the season that we've gotten because this isn't the NASCAR that my grandpa grew up with or my uncle grew up. This is a brand new. And I mean, even different than what we grew up with, Cody, to be honest with you, because we would never have seen anything like this, especially this last week with all of the absolute, like you said, it was eventful. Really, that's about the only word that I could come up with because it was everything just happening second after second after second. And it's almost hard to digest exactly what we saw because it all happened so quickly and it all happened so uh, everything was important. Everything had some sort of uh, importance attached to it. So, I mean, look, if you did not walk away from Darlington this weekend, both the Xfinity, like you said, and the Cup race, with a newfound respect for what this sport is trying to accomplish, maybe it's not for you anymore. Yeah, no, I, I mean, this has been 
hands down the best season. I mean, we've already mentioned it multiple times this year, but it just keeps getting better. And then all the storylines on Sunday. I mean, playoff driver after playoff driver having issues. Kyle Larson goes four laps down, gets them all back, finishes 12th in the race. Chastain was multiple laps down, got some of them back. I mean, guys were just fighting all over. And uh, we, man, oh, and I'm beating myself up for this because we almost nailed it just right. We talked about how it was going to be a, this extra 100 miles is going to make a huge difference. It was going to be a 10 these drivers. And in the past, it had been a test on not only the drivers, but a test on the machine, you know, and we'd have, you know, you'd see late 90s, early 2000s, a lot of engines would expire, this and that. But with this this previous generation of car we just had, that wasn't so much the case. They had figured stuff out so well that the cars didn't have issues getting to the end. How did we miss that, Rod? A brand new car? It's It's gone through so much and had so many issues this year. Now you're putting this extra 100 miles on this tough track to race. That's the one part we missed. And that made it extra chaotic. But uh, still still a decent weekend overall. It was, man, some of the bets I went bigger on didn't quite pay off. So uh, not not exactly. Uh, I know a lot of Harvick top 10s in the, in the Discord channel was the big one. And, man, we, we, had, we had it nailed because it, it was right. He was going to get a top 10. And then obviously, uh, hell of a fire there, but, uh, Ooh, yeah. man, it was just the whole race. So many, so many things, so many guys having issues. Chase Elliott comes into the playoffs with, you know, he's got a lock to get to the final four. He's got a mulligan in every round. Like, and now he's already used his mulligan for this round. He's got to get through two more races. Now, luckily for him, if he does make it to the next round, that mulligan resets and he'll have it again, but. He's got to he's got to fight to make it to the next round, even because, uh, man, none of none of these guys are are locked in or guaranteed to get to the next round. Mm-hmm. And so this is the life, obviously the news and the notes part of our recap show. If you guys are, you know you've joined us before, you know the drill. If you haven't, this is normally the news and notes, but there's no news bigger than what just took place. And and just Cody hit the nail on the head as far as Chase Elliott. Now his his lead has shrunk. Now we're looking at drivers that were not necessarily even remotely close to being at that bubble line going into the next round have moved up into the into the actual bubble line and drivers that we expected to to make a nice easy transition into into the round of 12 sitting there hanging on the end now because again, this track literally took every driver it could, chewed it up and spit it out. They say it's the track too tough to tame. Listen, she was biting hard. That lady in black literally was not having it this weekend. And and not just, again, not just the Cup Series, but the, the when we talk about our, our bets that we break down, she was having it all weekend long. Somebody pissed her off. Something awful. Absolutely. Yeah, it was too tough to tame for sure. And, I mean, we knew, we knew it was going to be tough. That extra 100 miles. I mean, think of all the guys that went out in that last 100 miles of that race that cost them not only the win, cost them a bunch of championship points all kinds of crazy things like we knew it would make a difference we, we forgot about one one part of that equation but uh but we were definitely right about that i'll tell you cody how this is how we forgot about it because we have had so much I mean, so much good racing over the last few months right that it's difficult to imagine what we had before you know what i'm saying like we right. we've approached every race based on because we talked about it even before the season started it's going to be hard to take track uh performances and past history and into, into 
the equation here because we've never seen it before. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what not to expect. So, I mean, I'd go easy on us for that. Now, listen, as a listener, you're probably thinking to yourself, now nah, you guys are you guys are the so-called experts. You should know what the hell you're talking about. It's true. It's true. We probably should have taken that into account. But this let this serve as a lesson to you that even those of us that do this and talk about this all the time can have blinders on every once in a while because listen, I mean, we've we've been pumping so hard with this new car and been so lucky to see what we've seen that that of course that didn't cross our paths because we were like, eh. We took right. it for granted that this was going to make it through. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's not something we've really seen that these cars have had issues throughout the season, but we've not seen a race where just call issues with a car took out so many drivers throughout the night. I mean, we've not, we've seen a few guys here and there have issues. We've seen the fire thing with Busher, but even he was able to put that out and, and rally that day. But just guys, first of all, just making flat out mistakes. I don't know if something broke on Chase Elliott's car, or if he just made a mistake, but that was horrendous to start the race. Then, you know, all of a sudden Hendrick cars are having problems. Larson has a problem and then Byron's leading and he's got a problem. And then Harvick's car just gets engulfed in flames, which they need to figure something out because that car was the inside of that car was way on fire for way too long. If he'd have been wrecked or not able to get himself out of that, not a good situation at all. So hopefully they are working on that right now. But um, yeah, and, and then all of a sudden it's the Gibbs cars one after another just going down and all these issues. It was just, it was crazy. Well, let's do this because now we're, now we're just going to talk about all this is in our bet section because we're going to make that sure. bet section a little <laughs> bit longer than normal because we're going to have to. Uh, so let's take a break. We'll come back on stage two and we'll just start talking about all this because a lot of this has to correlate with exactly what we had laid down for bets and, and all that good stuff. So, um, and, and in fact, just a caveat, I, I, not to the extent that Harvick was in on fire, but I kind of feel like he's, if he was back in California, he'd know that he, I'm in a hot seat right now. It, California is under a heat dome and we are roasting. Not, not like the four car, but at the very least, I, I feel him on that. Anyways, we'll come back for stage two and we'll talk more about all of that but before we do let's tell you about win you think of joining win bet now is the perfect time because new customers who bet a hundred dollars get a one hundred dollar free bet it's perfect for kicking off the nfl season plus the win bet casino is always open it's 24 hours a day where you can get a 100 deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars plus win has their first qb to throw five tds bet get down on that and so much more to choose from all you got to do head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbit so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms can just winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you're somebody you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 free roll football contests they are here college football contest you got fifteen hundred dollars up for grabs want to come with us on an nfl contest it's five thousand dollars and a two-night stay at the win las vegas up for grabs you want in go sign up exclusively in our discord that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord Football fans, Thursday night, we are kicking off the NFL regular season and week one gets you ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team. Before you do any of that, go check out the Elias Game Plan app. It is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, even the NBA and MLB. It's got everything you need 
for a competitive advantage. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. It's the Elias Sports Bureau. It's the official statistician of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. App lets you access the team and player stats. You get head-to-head comparisons and Elias key insights from their renowned research team. App really is the one-stop shop for player news and league-validated player stats and team records. Plus, you get expert game analysis for betting fantasy lineups each weekend. And of course, showing your superior sports knowledge to your friends and co-workers. New features are available all the time. You get player injury analysis, player impact reports. That could be huge when it comes to betting and fantasy tournaments. Look, I know that I need a term for all the stats that I give you. That is why it's the Elias Game Plan app. Anytime I'm giving you a stat for football or for CFL, for anything else I can find, that is where I turn the Elias Game Pro app. So, NFL season's here. Don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. Right now, I got a special offer when you subscribe. You get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only use the promo code SGPN. Find the Elias Game Plan sporting app, bet sports betting in the App Store or Play Store today. Use the promo code SGPN. All right. Like we said before, this was... I mean, if if there was chaos, like we talked about chaos in Daytona, I mean, this basically rained down chaos. It was it was no, nothing short of probably the most. I don't know. And Cody, you know that I've t- I took a little bit of a break off of NASCAR, so I don't know if if anything this ridiculous has happened within the last time that I took a break. But I back in two thousand three when I started, I don't know that I I've seen anything quite like I did at Darlington, where just and especially in the playoffs, like you had alluded to earlier, playoff drivers were dropping like crazy. And again, before we even got started in the in the Xfinity race, there was a lot of hard racing. A lot of people that we thought were going to finish well get taken out, lose themselves, and then at the end, we got a battle for the for the finish that was again one of the more entertaining Xfinity finishes I think we've seen all season. So Darlington delivered from top to bottom. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just thinking back in, in somewhat recent memory, I can't think of a race that that was this crazy. We've had some crazy stuff. And like I said, test of man and machine, this race has always kind of been, but especially this time. And it just, man, so many unpredictable things. I, I mean, just not to jump ahead into the bets too much, but the Harvick top 10 thing, like was almost like as the most sure bet you could get in, in all day. It looked great. They were talking about it on the broadcast. There was there was other cars, uh, you know, crew chiefs that were ca- talking to. I think it was Tyler Reddick's crew chief was talking to him, like, "Don't worry about that four car. He's going to be in the top five by the end of this thing. They're good. They're not, you know, and everything." And then just boom, <laughs> up in a ball of flames, and just some things out of your control. Which, uh, when it comes to betting, sucks. But uh, we did we did hit a few good ones at least. Yeah, I was gonna say there's nothing more. Typically, you. I was looking through the dock when you sent it over. I'm like, damn, Rod's got a lot of green on that thing. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, I, I've I've taken to doing this uh, over the last few weeks because I I got to keep a better visual, uh, just record of of what happens. So I highlight the winning bets in green. Normally, Cody's side is a lot more green. This time, this time mine got a little more little more sprinkle of green on it so i was pretty happy about that well let's just kick it off uh where we started our bets uh you started off the day with uh sam Mayer over john hunter nemechek at minus 125 
but then I, I'll tell you, I, I flipped it around and put John Hunter Nemechek over Sam Mayer at plus 105. John Hunter Nemechek, kid, looked actually pretty damn good on this track, yeah? Despite uh, Anthony Alfredo's best efforts. <laughs> My goodness, if you missed that, yeah, under caution. Alfredo apparently not feeling well, was dry heaving in the car, and just ran over John Hunter Nemechek. He sunk my DFS lineup Saturday because I had Alfredo in there, and he was doing decent at the time and then just killed it. But, uh, yeah, John Hunter looked a lot better in this race um, than I thought he would. Again, I had just been fading him in that 26 car. Ninth place, not a super great finish, but still pretty good. But Mayer was back there in 11th, didn't quite have it today or Saturday. And you, you got the best side of that, and you got the plus money side. So uh, props to you. You know, and and we uh, again all all race long. It was a it was up for grabs. I mean, it wasn't like it was that because, uh, like you said, <laughs> John Hunter got run over under caution. I thought, ah, oh, damn, there goes the day. Because now all of a sudden something's going to happen. But you know, John Hunter had a battle all day long, and and then Sam Meyer wasn't necessarily all that much more comfortable uh, all race long either. So yeah, a couple of positions between these two, but it it literally could have been up for grabs uh, all all race long. So. Both of us had a shot at one point or another, and it just ended up being uh, my day, thankfully. Um, you had one that did hit. That was Austin, or uh, yeah, Austin Hill over Daniel Hemrick. Do you just? I mean, you nailed this handicap, bro. It just literally Hemrick. Mm. Yeah, again, it's it's the same thing we've seen all season. Like Hemrick just is not doing well in this, these college cars. It's a step down from the Gibbs cars. We already know that not as talented as the championship maybe last year made you think he was. And it just, it's so easy to fade him. And yeah, he finished 13th. Hill was 10th. So not, not crazy better, but, but those RCR cars look good again. I mean, Sheldon Creed came so close uh, to getting that win at the end, but, uh, but Austin Hill looked decent all day, even though they finished only three, three spots apart. I, I really never sweat, sweated this one at all. Hill was pretty much ahead of him the entire day. And even though we didn't have a great day, still better than Hemrick. So, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the the W in this one. Well, and Hemrick, that finish was above what he was running, to be honest with you. Like, it just did not seem like he was a top 15 car and, until all of the melees and stuff started happening. So, um, he found his way up there, which, you know, again, that's, that's what you're looking for in, at the end of the day. But I think his finish is better than what his car ended up being all day long. So, um, yep, that definitely hit though, and that, that we're happy for that. Uh, the one that didn't hit for me was <laughs> Landon Castle over Sheldon Creed. And I mean, obviously, Creed's finish is, is stuff of legends at this point. So, and he had himself one hell of a run at the end, and I was very impressed. And but we said it too in the show, Cody. We said that this one hurt a little because the finishes weren't there for Creed, and, and Landon Castle had a little bit of a better jump over Creed over the last few races. But we didn't like it. We didn't want to take it. We wanted to have Creed win this one. So I didn't feel so bad when Creed uh, ended up beating Castle for this one. Yeah, and again, we've talked Creed is talented. He's in a good car. He can do well, and he's done well all season. He just has not finished the races, and that was the main part of this handicap of fading him is, is the finishes haven't been there. Now we saw him get to the end this time. Maybe that's a sign of things to come, and we'll have to back off of that. But uh I don't think, based on what we had seen prior to this, 
that it was a bad bet at all for sure. No. And again, it was, <laughs> I love Creed just because he is obviously Canadian. I have a soft spot for all things Canada, but he is the most Canadian driver that you will ever find. I mean, again, like the way that race ended and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but you know, the Canadian and was like, you know, uh, it, I, I can't blame him. It, it happened. I was a little bit, a little bit there. A little. So yeah, the way he handled it was about the most Canadian thing ever. And I love it. Uh, all right. Unfortunately, this bet never got a chance to get off the ground, and you had Denny Hamlin as a top three car. Obviously, we know that he was still a little roughed up from Daytona, didn't end up driving, uh, and then in that 18 car. Here's the thing, right? We said we said that that 18 car was going to be good, even with Denny driving it, but boy, did Christopher Bell actually make that car look really good, too. Yeah, which just yeah, goes even more, and the way we saw Denny run on Sunday, I mean, a second-place cup in the or second place finish in the cup series. I, I think that this would have been a great bet to have for him to get the top three. I also had him as, as one of my winners at plus 350. I feel very confident that those were great bets. Again, you know, was still feeling the, the ill will of, of Daytona. And with that long grueling race on Sunday, didn't want to put that at risk. And so you definitely don't blame him for there. He knows firsthand as car owner for Kurt Bush. You need to take the injuries serious, and he needs to focus on the playoffs in the Cup Series. So smart decision medically. Sucks for the bets, but again, if you place those, those should have been refunded because he withdrew before the weekend began. So should not have been any issues there. So I feel like it would have been a good bet. I would have liked to see it have a chance, but uh, again, those things happen. Well, and I mean, that 18 car, like I said, looked so good all race long. Christopher Bell was running that thing very well and i and you're right denny probably could have done a little touch better and and for denny's sake like i i don't fault him at all because you saw the way he was sort of warming up in the cup race still didn't look all the way that good but uh kudos to him sticking in that one out yeah absolutely and yeah i mean again we talked about that extra 100 miles just going 500 miles at a track like that like that is a big deal and it puts a toll on these guys' bodies and he held up well but definitely probably the smart move to not tweak anything or, or, you know, get roughed up the day before and then have to go in Sunday and, and hurt his chances there, especially with a, with a championship on the line. So good, good choices by him and his team. Yeah. And with the way that Xfinity race ended, it very well could have turned into yeah, something no kidding. a little more rough. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's move over to my next one. I had AJ Allmendinger as a top five finisher at plus plus one fifty. Hey, look, this happened. Yes, but I'm telling you right now, this was one of the ones that I had my hand gripped on whatever I could grab because I didn't know if this was going to hang on. And and in fact, there were times in the race where I didn't think this was even going to happen. So for A.J. Allmendinger to, to move from 19th to 3rd, uh, again, man, just shows this dude's absolute racing talent. Was he up there for the win? Not necessarily, but I will take that top three finish because, I mean, again, it was a plus 150 uh, for the bet. And, and A.J. Allmendinger just showing, showing the consistency that, that makes him one of the favorites, I think, to win the whole thing this season. Yeah, and that, that was exactly your handicap, which you nailed it, was he's not necessarily going to be up there competing for every oval win, but he's always in the top five. He's always hanging around. And we've talked about so many different guys that are so good at that, so good at hanging around being there when it counts and you nailed it right on the head and plus money for a top five. And, and then obviously, you know, with finishing third at the end there, so easily cash that. So yeah, that was 
great pick by you. Great, great analysis and, and thought that went into it and you nailed it. So again, we don't do these just to pat ourselves on the back because a lot of times we don't get to pat ourselves on the back. So when we do, we'll take a little bit of a, of a victory lap sort of, but really why we do it is because we want to let you know that the handicapping that goes into this, again, go back, listen, figure out the, the, the way that we do these and the way they approach these. That way you can take it from here because again, you know, what you learn now from this is that AJ Allmendinger is not just a road course ringer. The guy's good elsewhere and, and maybe not out the outright bets that you're going to place on him. But top fives, top tens, you know, those types well, of top looking, shows. I mean, looking back through this entire list, we talked about Hill and Hemrick. Hemrick's not been doing good. Hill's running good every week. We talked about uh, how we've been fading. Uh, oh, yeah, Creed. We've been fading him week in and week out because the finishes aren't there. But the runs have been there. Well, now, if we're going to start seeing the runs be there, that's something we need to keep an eye on. If he's going to start finishing races, then going ahead, looking ahead, that's where you'll start to turn. Then that's. And we've done that all season. Back at the beginning of the season, we faded Denny Hamlin. We faded Denny Hamlin. And then we stopped doing it because it wasn't the thing to do anymore. And look, he finished second. I mean, so you would have had a head-to-head. You would have lost it. And we had head-to-heads on him this time instead of against him. And same thing with Ross Chastain. There was a point in time where we picked him every week to win. Same thing with Chase Elliott. We picked him every week to win because they were he was up there every week. And you just keep adjusting and you keep learning from these things. And you look back and why did I place this? Why didn't I place this? Even if something doesn't hit, it could have been a good bet. And this is why. And this is why I would do it again. And sometimes it's like, eh, what were we thinking here? You know, it happens. <laughs> well, your next bet, your winner bet is one that I think we would make again if nine times out of 10 happened. Uh, obviously, Denny Hamlin was one of them. But your second bet, pretty damn close too. Justin Allgaier. Yeah, he's just, this is a track he's always been good on. Um, I thought he was definitely undervalued at seven to one and he, he ran another good race. He was kind of in it all day. Wasn't necessarily up there for the win at the end, but got a fourth place finish. So, so a decent run for, for being seven to one and for his odds. But, uh, he was solid all day again in the mix, had a chance all day. And that's, that's really what you're asking for in a winner. I mean, he led 12 laps, so obviously he was a fast car. You said he finished fourth, which is exactly what happened. And, you know, this was one that if if, if my guy hadn't have won or if uh, Kyle Larson hadn't have won, then I definitely would have thought that he would do it because, again, for a while it looked like he was going to be the fastest car. For at least 12 laps, he was up front leading this race, so uh, he did stand a, a, a very solid chance of doing it. So uh, I liked it, but... My driver ended up outlasting Sheldon Creed and Kyle Larson. And but we talked about this. This is this is the handicap that we both talked about. You know, Kyle Larson was the favorite to to go and and take this because he's the Cup Series regular. If it wasn't him, it'd probably be Denny, right? And then Denny didn't happen. So Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson kind of took over that role. But we said that either Noah Gragson or Justin Allgaier can be there when it counts, when it matters, and, and just lurk around long enough to outduel these guys, that is precisely what happened. It was Sheldon Creed. It was Kyle Larson battling on that last lap. They went they went side by side. They kind of jostled each other. Gragson dove underneath, found his way down there, and, and managed to pass them both up uh, and then hang on to that for the win. But Gragson led 87, 82 laps. Uh, through this race too so it wasn't as if it just came out of nowhere he was the more dominant car pretty much all day long uh he just kind of got 
pit strategied and and messed up in a few things here and there and uh, and had to battle his way to the front but he did he kept his car up front he kept his car in the right position two guys ahead of him did a little dance he he zigged when they zagged crossed the finish line damn near threw up again during the post-race interview uh what is the deal there man he's got to figure something out i Jeez, I get you're excited and you're worked up and you're wore out, but man, you just had to sit there for a second out, too. Dude. He was like, "Hold on." He's like, "Yeah." All of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, that's that's the puke face." That's when you see your kid, you're like, "Run into the bathroom." That's the puke face. I know what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen. Somebody get a bucket. But man, no, and I mean, we've been on the other side of that. We had Tyler Reddick on Bristol Dirt. He wrecked second place wrecked and Kyle Bush wins that race. So yeah, an element of luck in there, but the handicap was still correct in he was gonna be there at the end. He was good all day. You said he, he led 82 laps. He was up front, he was in the mix all day, and he was in the right place at the right time at the end. And sometimes that's all it takes. I, I just want to say too, though, like the racing at the end of that race, like so many opportunities for any of those guys to just wreck one of the other guys. And Kyle Larson specifically was so respectful to Sheldon Creed. He understood that he's coming down from the Cup Series. Sheldon Creed is in a position to get his first Xfinity Series win, to lock himself into their playoffs, which hadn't started yet. And yes, Larson still wanted to win and was still going to go for it. And there was touching and stuff, but it wasn't. He didn't just dump him. He could have just dumped him, pushed him out of the way, cruised to the win. He raced him so cleanly. He backed out of it a couple times. He was much, much nicer than he could have been, and then we've seen in the past on that track. So huge shout-out to Kyle Larson for racing these guys. He's in their series. It's their championship. These are their race cars, and he's a guest in their house, even though he is the reigning Cup Series champion, and he was very respectful of that, raced them cleanly, raced them good, and then that's why you see Creed afterwards saying, you know, Hey, it was racing. You know, he he knew it. They both raced each other hard, and Creed came down on him a couple times. He went up into Creed. They and then Creed video gamed it on the last lap. I, I almost thought he was going to have it too. He got so close. He still ended up second. Uh, but man, just hell. The last fifteen laps of that race, hell of good racing, hell of clean. Props to all three of those guys. And then, yeah, Gregson was just watching it with with pleasure. Yes, take each other out. I'll be right there. And barely snuck under him and uh, snagged the win. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it's like behind two drivers like that that you just have been watching lap after lap after lap, just jockey for position, like bang into each other a little bit, and then just thinking to yourself, where am I going to go if these two take each other out, you know? Well, that's the thing. Like, you still have to run your race. You still have to hold off fourth place. You have to make sure you're there. And you have to make sure you're right behind him because if he's a little farther back, Creed still beats him to the line. We saw the same thing at Bristol Dirt. Reddick still almost won that race, and Kyle Busch flashed by him at the last second. We saw it at the Charlotte Roval, the first race there. Jimmy Johnson and Martin Truex going for the win, took each other out. Ryan Blaney takes advantage, wins the race. Like, it happens, and you still have to be there. Kyle Petty won a race from like sixth place on the last lap. One, I think it was at Richmond one year. He was like sixth place in the top five cars all tangled up, and he just went around them, gets the win. So no matter where you're at, obviously you're still trying to get your finish, but you have to be ready to make those moves. And when those guys tangle up, you don't want to bump right into the back of them. you got to be ready to make your 
maneuver, get around them and get home and get that checkered flag. And Gregson did. And just, you know, props to him for the whole like throwback looking like Tim Richmond thing with the, the fire suit open and the, he's got the Fu Manchu coming in. Like I like the old school, like he's one of those guys I'm excited for him to be in the cup series next year. Like one of those guys that brings that like level of energy, old school, like NASCAR Winston cup racing in, into the, into it. So I, I like to see that. My daughter walked by and she goes, why daddy? Why, <laughs> why does he have his suit open like that? I was like, baby, he's got the swagger. I don't even know what to tell you anymore. Yep. Like, I mean, that, that's just Noah Gregson, man. Like yep, exactly. <laughs> and his interview, he was just like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't even, yeah. It was just <laughs> listening to yep. him, listening to him talk. Just, yeah, you're right. It's that throwback way. Uh, and man, not you know, no, not to spoil the the Cup Series, race, but he's going to be in that Petty GMS equipment next year. Like, look what Eric Jones has been able to do in that. I'm excited to see him step up into the Cup Series and and excited to see what he brings uh, brings to it. Brings to that 42. That's going to be something else. Um, yeah. All right, let's take a break. Stage three, we'll go over the cup. We'll touch a little bit on Kansas and what that means, but uh, let's go over the cup because the cup, I think we're going to take a, a decent amount of time trying to explain because all hell broke loose. And then There's a some, lot to break down from that one. A lot to break down. <laughs> we may not even get to Kansas. Look, you, you just have to listen to tomorrow's show for that. So uh, stage three, we'll break this all down. But first, let's talk about FUBU TV. If you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NML, NFL Red Zone Plus. Games in 4K, get this, at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices. Never miss a game or an episode of your favorite show with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, no contract, no commitment, and cancel it anytime so right now you can try fubu tv for free for seven days and get a 15 percent off your first month just go to fubu tv.com slash sgp that's f-u-b-o-t-v.com slash sgp for all you sports bettors out there i want to tell you about the best way to increase your bankroll it's called promoguys.us at promoguy.us you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports book in the country we're talking thousand dollar risk-free deposits insane odd boosts and most importantly the best analytics in the business plus tons of free picks as well promoguy.us is your guide to betting smarter once again that's promoguy.us Let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already use it for your fantasy league. I know I definitely use it for mine. Cody uses it for his. In fact, I was drafting earlier today with it, and I'm going to draft again later on with it. I'm telling you right now, it's a game-changing product. It's unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing in their new over-under game. Over-unders are integrated into Fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the Fantasy experience. So not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can do so through your Fantasy League's matchup screen. So you got Patrick Mahomes as your starting quarterback, right? Not only do you think you're going to whoop up on your competitor in your fantasy matchup this week, but you're confident that Mahomes is going to hit his over 250-yard passing line. Don't even leave the screen. Just make that bet right there. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to get this 20 times the money that you put in. And the main reason that I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only place where I can join my buddies. We can all hang together 
and we can do a built-in group chat too where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. So stop whatever you're doing right now. Download the Sleeper app, play the new over-under game, have fun with your friends, and of course, make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group at Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposits up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I know that you are that person that sits there and runs your company's pool because you are DGENs and that's the way we do it, right? But you're now all up in this spreadsheet. You've got people coming up to you the whole time saying, I want this or I want that. I want to make this trade. I want to make this change. And you're having to do it all on your own spreadsheet. Well, guess what? Don't do that anymore. Go to Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition. It's bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter that much more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun. You get Pick'em, Survivor, Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you won't get anywhere else. Plus, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Go hop in now. Reserve your spot. It's $500 cash and a $200 50 gift $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store when you win. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. I used to sit around and open up about 100 different tabs to do research, to find all the best prices on books, just to give you all the information that you needed to make good bets. I don't got to do that anymore. You know why? Because I've discovered Odds Trader. It is the place to compare odds across all the major sports books. Plus, you can compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get all the best deals. You get player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather even. Look, it's all there for you to be a better better and the most informed bets as possible. Handicapping, play-by-play updates, live score, bet tracking, whatever you want. Pretty much Odds Trader has it. How do you do this? Go to OddsTrader.com right now. OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. Get in on all of this. Plus, you get a bet tracker. Keep track of all your bets across all the major books. So much, so much, so much, so much. OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Odds Trader would have had a very rough time, and they did, keeping up with all of the NASCAR. I'm telling you right now, Everybody had a hard time keeping up with all of the NASCAR bets this weekend because all of them were flying off the board before anybody could even get down on anything. So uh, just an insanely crazy race. We talked about it earlier, how the finish was. But uh, let's just figure out how our bets wound up into this. And it starts with one guy that we were ridiculously high on the whole time, and that was Kevin Harvick. We obviously ripped off the fact that Kevin Harvick had I don't know, the last, it was like 2013, the last time, or no, it was 20, 2003, the last time he uh, he didn't finish inside the top 10, somewhere in that vicinity. I think it was 2013, but still, it was a ton of race. 17, to be in exact. A row. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, man, we were spot on with it. He was good, right from qualified bad, so his odds were slipping a little bit later in the week, so we got down again on him to win at higher odds. There was, man, there was some really huge shifts in the odds after practice and qualifying. And we specifically mentioned on the DFS show, it doesn't matter about practice and qualifying what happens because the analysis of it's a long race. There's plenty of time. And we definitely saw that we nailed that because 
Kyle Larson goes four laps down. We were counting him out early. I was like, yes, I said fade him. We faded him and look at it. He comes all the way back to the lead lap, finishes 12th place. We had a couple more late cautions there at the end, and who knows what could have happened. But uh, again, Harvick didn't qualify great, but had cruised up through the field, was running top 10 the whole time. Then whatever deal with the rocker panel, tire buildup, whatever the hell happened there. And uh, yeah, it, uh, his car engulfed in flames, and he very quickly got out of it. Um, but crazy, crazy day for Harvick. Crazy day for Harvick. We had him not only to finish top 10, but we had him at top five as well. Again, it was it was not a bad bet. Either one of them were not bad bets. It just uh, and so my my thing is this right. And you heard the frustration from Harvick. You heard the frustration from Kyle Busch. Even just at the simple fact that you know there's a lot wrong with these cars that a 500 mile race at Darlington will show you. Yeah, it just man Harvick was not happy at all in his interview after the race. Just saying these piece of crap cars that NASCAR has given us basically and and very, very not happy. So it's going to be interesting, uh, that that rocker panel thing. I mean, they kind of showed it on NBC, which props to NBC. They've done a great job with that cutaway car this year, was showing us the lug nut deal and, and how all these pieces and parts work and the whole tie rod thing or whatever it is that, that's so easy to change. It's, you know, they open up the car and it's got these pins and, you got to do this, pull this out, all that stuff. And they showed us exactly what was happening where the, the frame of the car would get pulled out, but the exhaust stayed in and then it's filling up the car and just, yeah, but, but obviously there's been some issues specifically in Fords more so than the other cars, which part of this car was supposed to be that they would be more manufacturer specific. So it would look more like a Ford Mustang. It would look more like a Chevy Camaro. It looked more like a Toyota Camry than just being all the same. And so I don't know if it's necessarily more of an issue with the Ford cars than the other ones based on their shape and everything or what the deal is. But yeah, Harvick was not happy at all. Uh, Kyle Busch, although there's some speculation that that Kyle Busch maybe caused his own issue there, potentially missing a shift. was There was some speculation from multiple drivers, including Denny Hamlin on his radio, that he thought Kyle missed a shift and that's what blew his engine up. So who knows for sure, but uh, yeah, those guys were not happy at all. <laughs> no, and and you know, again, this is the way we are now. I mean, you just gotta. They're gonna make some changes. Obviously, you know, they're gonna go under the, and they may even make changes as as soon as next week. So it's just a matter of they've got to deal with what they've got handed to them. And I mean, should Kevin Harvick ride out into the sun with the championship or not? This very well could be his last year now, given what he just went through. Because uh, again, we talked about it before on the on the betting show. I'm an old man. I almost get burned up in a car. My life is my life is flashing before my eyes. So we may be talking about hanging it up after it's all said and done. So, uh, all right, let's talk about the next bet. You had Ford to win again. Not a bad bet. I mean, we saw Logano do fantastic things this entire race, and and for a while it did look like a Ford was going to win this race. Uh, but of course, at the end, didn't necessarily pan out that way. Uh, but again, still a bet that that would have I would have probably made more times than not too. Yeah. And I mean, this was, and I talked about it, just pure value on this. I mean, it was plus three thirty. We hadn't seen a Chevy win here since 2014. And that was Kevin Harvick, who was now in a Ford. And 
Chevy and Toyota both minus money, and then you got Ford sitting there at plus 330. We had seen the same thing earlier this year at Richmond. We took it there. It cashed good. And, I mean, Joey Logano comes out, wins the pole. He won the spring race. Like, things were looking good. And you still – you ended up with three drivers in the top ten that were Fords. Did Michael McDowell and Brad Kozlowski really have a chance to win that race? Probably not. But more late race cautions and all the chaos that we saw ensue throughout the day, you you can't say that it was a bad bet based on the value because there was Fords in the mix. Yes, they weren't the dominant cars, which they weren't expected to be, which is why it was longer odds. But for where you got it, I think it was a value bet. And uh, I think that throughout the rest of the season, if we continue to see them give a certain manufacturer at much more plus odds than when everyone else is at minus odds, we're probably just going to keep taking that because we've seen 17 different winners this season. We've seen different car. We, we haven't seen a Chevy win here since whenever, and now we see one win here. So we've seen all this crazy different stuff happen. And so if you're going to continue to give us those odds on a certain manufacturer, I think we're going to keep having to take them because there's too much value not to. Hell, I'd even take a Ferrari to win this race at some point and make it the tire. Oh, as long as, as long as <laughs> F1 team isn't making the calls for them. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the F1 Gambling Podcast. Guys, listen, if you've been looking for the F1 Gambling Podcast, by the way, let's make this quick pitch. It is over in its own feed now, so search Spotify, search Apple, wherever you get it. Uh, we've got a lot of fun breaking down that race, too. But, yeah, again, you know. And, and Max Verstappen was minus 200 to win that race, okay? You would never lay that bet in nascar no, right no you wouldn't and we didn't lay that bet on the f1 show but we found a way to make him plus 265 and cash that instead so no 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 you found a way well hey we're a team all right i know i know uh all right <laughs> anyways credit for your gregson win here too all right <laughs> as well you should this is our show well yeah <laughs> uh all right well let's hit one that did hit uh and that was joy logano over ross chastain we talked about how logano was up in the mix he finished fourth look Okay, Chastain was not necessarily... No one was really out for blood with Chastain. But boy, let me tell you, Chastain did not look good. Chastain finished in 20th position. He was not comfortable this entire race long. Just did not... No one was cutting him any breaks. But nobody was after him like we thought, thankfully, this time. But he just didn't look good. And Logano, obviously, like we said, led a lot of laps, right? He led uh, actually... Oh, I'm sorry. He only led one. No, no, no. He, He led a lot of laps in this um but just didn't necessarily he was he didn't have the car to finish it but for you know that sake he finished over ross chastain which was not a it wasn't even in question all day long yeah it was easy and shout out to our guy bear uh, go bearcats in the discord so happy to see him back he's been yes, going sir. through some chemo stuff all summer so so great to have him back but he's been he's been gone for a little while and and hasn't been able to keep up with nascar and stuff he came back and he goes, we still taking Ross Chastain? How's he been doing? And it's like, oh boy, the things that have changed that you've missed the last uh, couple months. But it's almost like even without these guys targeting Chastain, he's just taking himself out. Like, I almost wonder if the mind games have gotten to him now. And there was, he came down pit road, I think twice thinking maybe there was a problem with the car and there wasn't necessarily a problem with the car. And so it's almost like he's in his own head and one of the reasons I don't think he even makes it past this round is that. And I think we're just going to be able to keep fading him in head to heads because he seems to have taken care of himself. Now, on top of that, three quarters of the field doesn't like the guy. So if they get the chance to punt him, they're going to. So that's a little bonus on top. But if he's already taken care of himself in the first place anyways, 
then, you know, I, I think that this is one we, we need to keep getting back to because, again, he, he just was not in contention all day. He, no, he did do a good job. I think he was ended up like four or six laps down and came back and was only like two laps down at the end. There was quite a few guys who were able to earn some laps back. And that that's something to note, too. I mean, Kyle Larson goes four laps down early in that race. If we have these really, really long, grueling races like this, might be a good time to live bet someone like that because had there been two or three more cautions at the end of that race, he could have easily been in contention to win that race, and his odds would have been tremendously high. So just something to, to note again as we look back through this and we think about how this can help us or affect us in the future, that's something to keep in mind is if you get another long race like this where these we've seen these guys earn these laps back because every time there's a caution, every time there's a pit stop, they get the wave rounds, they get the lucky dogs, and they're back and they're back and they're back, and then they're back on the lead lap, and all of a sudden there's only 18 lead lap cars and, and he's up in 12th, you know, so. Can you hear footsteps in a car? Is that is that possible? That's I, I feel <laughs> Ride the Gross Chassin can. <laughs> he had ghost ghost issues all night long. And yeah, he was up in his own head, man. Dude was hearing like He's linebackers. Talk to Sam Darnold, see how to figure out how to get rid of them ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't figure it out. So uh and I hate it because Ross Chastain was about to be my favorite driver and it's just like, I don't know. I'm glad I didn't, yeah, like, just, officially pick him. He soured on out. Like, we loved him at the beginning of the season, and it was a great story. And we hit him 40-1 to 1 to win at Coda, which was awesome. But, man, he's really soured on us lately. So, hopefully, that'll start to even itself out. But I do think that he's kind of a fade until proven otherwise at this point. Yeah. Well, somebody you're not going to fade, despite the fact that he had – I mean, what the hell happened to Chase <laughs> Elliott? I don't even – not I, yeah. qualifying well – like running in the back, those poor dogs on that car well, had, had like, no chance. Not qualifying well was fine because that made the odds even more. But yeah, I had him top Chevy uh, plus 330. Again, I, I think that this was mispriced based on what we've seen from him, based on what he's been able to do, based on as consistent as he's been, as good of a driver as he's been. Wasn't their day. I, I don't know what happened. It looked like he just lost the car and it was early in that race. Very, very uncharacteristic for Chase Elliott. And backed into the wall, you know, they've got the 10-minute clock now instead of the six-minute clock, which could come into factors a lot later on in the season. Wasn't enough time to fix what was wrong in that car. Luckily for him, he's got the mulligan. Um, he, he's still, I mean, so he finished dead last in this race Oof. and went from first to ninth in the playoff standings. Or wait, I'm on the wrong one. Went from, yeah, first to ninth. But he's still, even with a finishing dead freaking last, he's still 14 points above the cut line. Now, that's not comfortable at all because one more mistake, one more bad finish in these next two races, he could he could blow it big time. And that's going to be something, man, if that happens, that's going to be incredible. He, remember when we talked about odds in the, the championship bonus episode, he wasn't, you couldn't even bet him to make it to the next round of the playoffs. I wish they would have gave us a no option on that. He, he was He's so assured to get in the next round of the playoffs, there was literally a lock on his odds for the race. They didn't weren't even offering odds. That's how crazy of a swing that was. Now, the regular season he put together, winning that regular season championship, which, by the way, was 15 bonus points. He's now 14 points above the cutoff line. That's going to be huge for him. That's massive, but... His mulligans used up for this round at least. But again, if he can make it to the second round, that resets, and he almost has that mulligan again. So that that goes to show you how important these stage wins are, these race wins are, and finishing well in the regular season 
championship helps these guys so much. You know, and I'm curious because the odds have not come out. Obviously, we do this on Monday. Odds don't usually come out right away. Uh, I want to know. They're out, but with the holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the holiday for sure. I want to know if you can actually bet him now to win the championship because, <laughs> or to can make it to the next round rather because that's, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I haven't <clears> seen any. There is updated championship odds. He's still plus 340, a favorite to win. Eek, well, um, <laughs> all right. Well, then, so you had Chase Elliott as the top Chevy at plus 330. Obviously, that didn't work out. Uh, my next bet was Hamlin as the winner of Group B. And I tell you right now, Eric Jones was not in that group. So Denny Hamlin finished over everybody in that, up to and including the retired driver who almost fucking spoiled the party for a second in Martin Truex Jr., running extremely well over the back half of the race, led 48 laps and was like, I thought, man, if one person's going to screw me over for this, it's going to be Martin Truex Jr., and now I'm going to have to hate him. Uh, But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, so Denny Hamlin finished above everybody else that was in Group B uh, because he finished second and Eric Jones was not in Group B. So that was a good one. Again, uh, for a little bit, we thought Denny Hamlin may actually win this race. He, he led six laps overall, but uh, he just didn't have the car at the end of it. Boy, he pushed. He pushed hard uh, to, to, to try to get that win. But unfortunately, what, a few laps left, he pushed too hard, lost momentum, probably burnt out his tires, and, and Eric Jones just sort of cruised uh, to the win. I say cruise, but you know, you, you know what happened. So yeah, Denny Hamlin winning group B love that bet. And I'm glad it cashed it plus two seventy two. Yeah. Again, plus odds. That's, that's always great. And yeah, I mean, maybe a little luck because, uh, because of the true exit and Kyle Busch getting taken out there by mechanical failures. But, uh, man, I, I didn't realize I didn't like Martin Tricks Jr. so much. Like, I was happy to see him go out. Like, I know all the crowd was cheering when Kyle Busch went out. Oh, boy, were they. And that's it's crazy how many people really hate him. I, I don't have that hate for him. But, but Martin Truex is just like, man, he's dead to me. I don't, I don't want him to win at this point. Like, he sucks so bad all year. I just want to keep seeing it going. And, and they're, you know, they're talking about, oh, he's trying to show everybody – because he didn't make the playoffs. Like, is it going to make you feel better that you finished 17th if you got a win? I, I don't really know. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> whatever. So, uh, um, real quick, as we're speaking here, odds have just come up. Who do you think the favorite is for Kansas? The favorite for Kansas? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I, I want to say that it's Christopher Bell. Ooh, no, Christopher Bell's ten to one. Oh shoot, is it Kyle, Kyle Larson? Kyle Bush. Oh Bush, plus six hundred. Then Uh-oh. Denny Hamlin plus six fifty. Kyle Larson plus six fifty. Again, why is Larson one of the favorites? I because eh. everybody's I living in the in the in the past. They they haven't I been paying guess. attention to what what's been going on lately. Got Elliot Truex, Chastain, and the so Chastain's ten to one. Reddick, Bell, Harvick, Harvick's fourteen to one. Logano fifteen to one. Yikes. Interesting odds. Bubba, 20 to 1. I like that early. That's a little little early action if you need it. Speaking of Bubba. He ran really well uh, at Kansas earlier this spring, and his teammate won, and uh, yeah, uh, Kurt Busch was in the car at the time. Well, well, speaking of Bubba Wallace, let's just move into the next bet on him. Bubba Wallace, top 10, (laughs) plus 270 for Bubba Wallace. Uh, That was... You nailed it this week, Rod. (laughs) Thanks for uh, thanks for dragging me through this week because I did not do so good and uh, you killed it. A couple of good plus money bets here. 
I, well, look, Love Bubba it. Wallace, we talked about how, you know, he was just, it, he's riding some confidence right now. And and in that 45 car, it not necessarily changes anything but the number, but there's a little bit more of prestige. And you know you're driving for the driver's or for the owner's championship at this point, right? You know that now there's something on the line. I mean, there was always something on the line. These NASCAR drivers never go out with nothing on the line. But if you know you're driving for a little more than you were last week, you're going to put a little extra emphasis in it. And that whole team did. They, they kept Bubba Wallace. They kept him out of trouble. He kept himself out of trouble. And he managed to find himself inside the top 10 at ninth place. <laughs> it was it was a little bit of a sweat, especially toward the he end. He squeaked it in there. <laughs> yeah, but he squeaked it in there. And he, look, he kept it in there for the most part. He led four laps of this race even. And yeah, I was under pit stop and cycles and all that other stuff. But, you know, again, it just goes to show that Bubba Wallace was able to do what he needed to do to keep that car up into the top into the mix so um happy for him happy for us because a top 10 for him was a, a pretty decent payday if you bet it correctly so i like i said any bubba wallace bet that i can find that i like over the course of the next few weeks i'm taking because he's on it now yeah absolutely i mean they've really got a lot of momentum they're going for that owner's championship again he's getting all the focus in that car you know, Ty Gibbs is doing a wonderful job in the now the 23 car, but uh, Bubba's getting the focus. He's He's got the car. He's really figuring things out. Now they're going to head to a track that, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but they did really well at Kansas earlier in the season. So definitely something to keep an eye on. And he was 10th in stage one and then obviously ninth at the end of the race. So he was up in the top 10 and running well all day. So plus 270, great bet for you. Uh, awesome. Again, you, you nailed it this week. You really... You really were on it. I had Austin Dillon over Austin Sindrick. Heartbreak on this one. They finished back-to-back, -back, 16th and 17th. Just the wrong direction. Uh, Sindrick got the better uh, of Dillon. I think Dillon would have gotten a better finish. He kind of got screwed on that. Uh, was it? I can't remember which which caution it was, but there was pit stops that started, and, and he was one of the first to come down pit road. And then there was a caution, and he got trapped a lap down, had to take the wave around back of the field didn't really recover from there i was kind of hoping for a little bit of a better day to him from him as I, I had him as my long shot at 50 to 1 as well wasn't quite that kind of day but uh but austin dillon over austin Cindric, so close he didn't like his car either boy that radio no, he chat very home. unhappy he he uh, he uh, he was not thrilled at all he wanted he to, know. to put win bet on that car it would probably look a little better and probably perform better now you're thinking, buddy. Wrap that in win bet. Number three win bet car. Uh, right. I love it. Well, yeah, again, that was just a rough go. Cindric was basically up in the top five for most of it, too, and just kind of got shuffled out as well. Yes, and Cindric was impressive, which I think I talked about during talking about this bet was I, I thought he would be good. I just didn't think he would hold on to it as long. And, uh, you know, again, those long races for young guys, which congratulations to him as well. He did wrap up the rookie of the year. I think we forgot to touch on that after last week, but being the only rookie to make the playoffs automatically, uh, he's awarded that as he'll finish highest in the standings. Not that that was really in question. I mean, he's obviously in the best car of the rookies, but still congratulations to him on that. Indeed. Uh, no congratulations to Kyle Bush. We had him as a top five car. He yeah. was a top five plus car. Odds. Plus yeah, you, plus one twenty five. one right. You, were, oh. you got it. And then, and then yeah. disaster. And, uh, the motor lets go under caution under, under caution cody how do you how does it blow under caution like that man it just 
that was again just to the insaneness of everything that happened in this race and like these night races man they just they bring the intensity like this bristol race in a couple weeks which is a cutoff race also at night dude we're in we're in for i mean we're in for it every week obviously they've proven that but these night races just add that extra flair and the crowd a sold out crowd again there's been so many sold out races this year in nascar great to see as you know with the pandemic obviously there was hardly anything in the stands for a couple of years there and getting through that now for the most part and seeing these stands fill back up and all these people at the race and and hearing their reaction as as guys pass Kyle Busch or as Kyle Busch is blowing up was was pretty hilarious but you nailed it again plus money 125 uh for the top five he was easily one of the top five cars leading the race very very late in it if it would have been 400 miles he, he would have cashed this one easily but uh that extra hundred got us <laughs> he led 155 total laps in this race the most of any driver looked like he was going away got it. the pit stops were just i mean solid all the pit stops man and it, it was crazy because he was <laughs> he would get behind and then get ahead and then get behind and get ahead but he would always find his way back up front so 155 uh uh laps that he led yeah, I, I felt pretty good about that top five bet, but unfortunately, Luck had uh, something else. The lady in black claimed another victim, and he, for all that we talked about how everything was was okay with uh, with him again and how everything was fine, <laughs> no, not 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 of that. But he was like, you know what? You could tell. Not necessarily that old Kyle Busch was back, but you know, for the most part, not happy Kyle Busch was there. Yep. Yep, so. and then next up, uh, Denny Hamlin over Kyle Larson. Again, Kyle Larson, a valiant effort to come back, managed a 12th place finish, but Denny was clearly the better car in this one. Luckily, he held on till the end. Also had him as the winner, plus uh, plus 600, and I think his odds went up to even like 900 later in the week. Again, another reason to be in the Discord. There was a lot of conversation about big odds changes and, and you know, is this worth it? Is that worth it? There were some guys on Bubba to be top Toyota, like, 40 to one or something. And, you know, two, a couple of those Toyotas went out and, and almost looked like Bubba would have had a chance there for, for a minute. So, but uh, yeah, Denny over, over Larson, I, to be honest, if, if we keep getting Larson matched up with these top drivers, I'm probably going to keep fading him because I have not seen it from Larson lately. I know he won on the road course a couple of weeks ago. He didn't have the best car that day anyways. And he's not impressed me on ovals specifically lately. So again, I don't know why he's one of the favorites this coming weekend. We'll get into that more on the next show. But uh, yeah, Denny Hamlin over Kyle Larson, uh, easy easy one there at minus one ten. So finally, I hit another one. But uh, and then yeah, Denny Hamlin talked about him. I had Kevin Harvick twenty to one. I still feel like that was great value. We saw how well his car was doing. I think he would have had a chance. Again, the nickname, the closer. He's always there at the end. Had the car not literally burst into flames. I think he would have had a chance. So I still like that one. And then Austin Dillon, 50 to one. Again, we talked about it. Not a great day, but he still finished, you know, 17th, which isn't horrible. At 50 to one, I still think he was overpriced. I guess I should have went with Eric Jones at 44 to one. But uh, somebody in our Discord did have him. Props to that guy. That was a good, uh, good hit there. Um, and then I had the exactas at 55 to one, the super long shots with the Hamlin Harvick uh exact uh, both ways hamlin held up his part harvick uh 
that that one went into flames, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, but my winner, second place. Your winner, third place. Again, even though we didn't hit the winner, we were on the right track and we were really close. Yeah, and again, I and I basically had had co-signed on Harvick to win. Uh, 100% because he was going to be my pick regardless. Uh, so I went ahead and threw, just threw out Tyler Reddick. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fine. Here I have Tyler Reddick and at I, plus I 700. I believe I didn't, did not like this when you brought it up. Actually, I think I said, oh, best of luck to you. But I, I didn't like it, and I was definitely wrong. And you were you were on track because he was there at the end. He had a chance, 7-1. Again, third place. And really, man, it, again, if we'd have had a late caution there, after that last one, I think it really could have shaken up the results. Those guys, even if we'd had three more laps, I think the results could have shaken up. You could have seen Hamlin catch him, the two of them wreck, and you could have gone from third to first again. But, uh, yeah, I think I think you were definitely spot on with Reddick. And, man, swinging a miss by me there, I, I was I was not on that one, and that was not not good on my part. You did poo-poo him, sir. You did You did tell me that I'm I was sorry for doubting quite you. crazy. Nah, you know what? Listen, I don't care. It, it, that's what this is. That's what show's for, right? We don't have to agree on every single one. But yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of hard racing uh, and, and guys up in the mix that, like Eric Jones, I mean, nobody, lucky to the guy who had him at 44 out of one. Yes, absolutely. So, so thankful that somebody in our Discord managed to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of, of attrition and they said it over and over again, uh, attrition wise. Hey, and by the way, shout out to the three, uh, to the, the petty, the Earnhardt and the, uh, and the Jarrett in the booth. I I'm sorry, but that's one of my favorite combinations all season. I love that. It, it, it's so great. I mean, all three of them, not only had great dads, obviously two of the greatest dads in Earnhardt and, uh, and in petty, but. You know, uh, Ned Jarrett was a great driver and broadcaster in his own right, but all three of those guys also very good to great NASCAR drivers as well. I mean, Jarrett's a champion. Uh, Dale Jr.'s got 26 wins. Kyle Petty had a long career and, and raced really well throughout the years. Like, and they're all three really good broadcasters. So, yeah, props to NBC for doing that. You know, Darlington's one of those throwback tracks, the oldest track on the NASCAR schedule. We talked about it. They've been racing there since. 1950 or whatever it was and yeah that's always cool to see i wish they would bring back the throwback cars on labor day weekend instead of doing it earlier in the season because that's part of the southern 500 we really need to change that nascar come on but uh that's all right it, it was still still again just everything about the weekend again just crushed it it was great it was amazing and man i'm looking forward to more coming up this week already Yep, coming up this week, we go to Kansas, back to Kansas. The last time that they did, uh, they were at Kansas. Kurt Busch punched his ticket. He was the winner. Kyle Larson was second. Kyle in third. Denny in fourth. And Christopher Bell was in fifth. It is 267 laps around. Hey, we get a mile and a half track finally uh, after <laughs> a long time of not having one. But yeah, Kansas presents its own even set of Kansas problems. isn't, I mean, it's not the boring mile and a half that Texas is like. Kansas is, is the closest track to me, really the only track within uh, a decent distance from me. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it there this weekend, but I was able to go back in the for the spring race, had a great time there. But uh, there's always really good racing, and it's that surface is getting really worn out. It's been uh, been around for quite a while, and, and uh, 
it, it provides for some really, really good racing. I've seen a lot of good races there over the years. So always, always one I definitely have circled, not only because it's close to me and I've been there so many times, but it always seems to provide good racing. And trucks are back. We get all three series this week. Man, it's been trucks. Seems like they've been off forever. They took a longer break than F1 did, but uh, finally back this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm pumped for all three series again. We got to give bets for all three, and, and a chance for another another great weekend of uh, good racing all weekend and, and cash and bets all weekend. Hopefully, indeed, Hollywood Casino 400 last season's winner for this race in particular was Kyle Larson. Chase Elliott came in second. Kevin Harvick. Came in third, Kurt Busch in fourth, Denny Hamlin in fifth. So again, same cast of players, just a different uh, different running order. When we break down the bets next week, a lot of these names probably going to be present in that. A lot of hungry guys looking to show that last week was an anomaly and that they pretty much belong in the playoff race uh, because there's a lot of pissed off drivers after Darlington. Yep, agreed. It, uh I mean, man, we talked about it. So many playoff drivers that had issues. Elliott, Harvick, Kyle Busch, all big issues. Chastain got caught up in some stuff. I mean, Briscoe early. Briscoe was involved in that Elliott wreck. Like when Elliott took himself out, Briscoe had already been having issues, but then plowed into him and that kind of ruined his day. And so, yeah, there's uh, some guys, some guys on the outside looking in and, uh, you know, going to Bristol. That's that's another tough tough race on a short track where a lot of stuff can happen and uh, you don't necessarily want to have to rely on a good finish there. So uh, a lot of guys going to be trying to get that win. And again, you win this weekend at Kansas, then it doesn't matter what happens at Bristol. You're into the next round. So a uh, lot a lot on the line. Hopefully no dry heaving. Hopefully no blowing up engines. <laughs> Just let's. Growing up after we win the race. Like, I know. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'm all for drama, I'm, but I, my heart can't take another Darlington. I really can't. Let's. I'm okay if everything just sort of mellows hey, we out. We got Talladega coming up in a couple of weeks. Just oh wait. Oh, God. That's <laughs> going to be amazing. All right. Well, let's just go ahead and wrap up the show uh, for this week because, again, we've got a lot to break down tomorrow during the betting episode. Hopefully, you guys cash some tickets, man. We've had a lot of fun uh, this season just, just uh, breaking stuff down for you. And, again, it's it's gonna just get crazier from here. So uh, strap in, as we tell you in the in the uh, intro. Pull those belts up tight. We still got a lot of racing to go. Cody, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Swept my IndyCar article this weekend. Yeah, hit you the did. 750 winner in there. So so made up for a few of my NASCAR bets that didn't quite hit. Of course, check out the F1 Gambling podcast as well. Both of us over there having some fun, cashing some bets as well. Uh, and then follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling. Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. All my stuff is on there. There's a link in the bio where you can click and find my sportsbook review stuff, my sports gambling podcast stuff, IBT, like whatever is there, it's all there. Just, just search for that. Again, tune in tomorrow for the betting episode. And then, of course, later on in the week for the DFS episode. Please find the F1 Gambling Podcast. Join our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Cody said it earlier. We throw in a lot of good stuff in there late in the week. And, of course, we just love to talk to you. Welcome back. Go Bearcats. So happy to have you on Discord. So happy to have you back in the family, man. We missed you. Place ain't the same without you. So, again, until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>